Hello, everyone. Welcome to Struggle Session. I am your host, Leslie Lee Third. Today, as always, I am joined by my co-host, Jack Allison, and returning for part two of our Batman series, Robbie Marden of Media Roots Radio. 2008. Bush era, baby. Full swing. Where do we begin? A year ago, these uh, cops and lawyers wouldn't dare cross any of you. I mean, what happened? So what are you proposing? It's simple. Kill the Batman. <laughs> Here's my card. Bruce, this is Harvey Dent. Rachel's told me everything about you. I certainly hope not. You once told me that we'd be together. Did you mean it? Bruce, don't make me your only hope for a normal life. You're Alfred, right? That's right, sir. Any psychotic ex-boyfriends I should be aware of? Oh, you have no idea. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> We're tonight's entertainment. Well, hello, beautiful. You look nervous. I've seen now what I have to become to stop men like him. The night is darkest just before the dawn. I promise you, the dawn is coming. And here we go. This city deserves a better class of criminal. I'm gonna give it to him. No! You'll see. I'll show you. You either die a hero, or you live long enough to see yourself become the villain. in the back putzer? In the middle of the day, Alfred? Not very subtle. The Lamborghini, then. Much more subtle. The Dark Knight, a Batman for a post-9-11 world, comes storming into the box office and is one of the biggest movies of all time. Huge stars, huge uh, publicity, in large part due to, yes, of course, he's... Heath Ledger and his performance as the Joker, which, you know, blew everybody's socks off and was amazing, but came in the shell of the fact that, you know, he did tragically pass away at a very young age just before uh, the film uh, came out. So there was a, you know, a real tinge of like sadness and realness that people had watching this performance. And that's why this film probably is number one on most people's list as far as Batman films go. It's not on number one on my list. In fact, The Dark Knight, I have it pretty high. I have it at number five. I think it's very, very good. I still enjoy it. I don't enjoy it. It used to be number one on my list. It's fallen down a bit. I feel like with Christopher Nolan, every time I watch 
one of his movies. I like it a bit less. That's why I've mm-hmm. only watched the Prestige once. Um, and <laughs> you know, this Prestige one sti- might be the best of them, honestly. Yeah, but this one still, you know, if it's, it passes the TNT test easily, if it's on TNT, I'm probably going to watch a little bit of it. Even there, some parts of it drag, but I still think it's a pretty good superhero crime thriller probably about the best you're probably gonna get yeah i mean i i think the dark knight is pretty good as well it suffers from almost like late 90s superhero movie making um in that it felt like it needed to squeeze in an extra villain if dark knight was just the heath ledger joker and if it was just you know batman and the joker going back and forth for the entire movie that would have been like a pretty close to perfect movie but it has all this weird shit with Aaron Eckhart's Two-Face and like a whole it just feels very superfluous all the extra like you know there's a lot of padding that goes on in uh, in the Dark Knight that I think people sometimes even forget. Well the thing is that whole storyline is what comes straight from the comics the long yeah. Halloween which is mm-hmm. adapted for in both the Dark Knight and the new ba- the Batman movie adapts the long ha- Halloween but that uh, right. Dent Wayne Gordon deal that's straight uh from the long halloween comic comic uh, <laughs> beat by beat doesn't not done very well in yeah, the movie doesn't, like, i work have to that say. well like it's unfortunate because you know like i said i i do think ledger's joker is very good and there's a lot of really cool shit in this movie like i i i'll always remember the shot of you know the joker walking away from the hospital that's blowing up oh yeah that was a planned demolition already like there, there's just cool shit like and it feels big and it feels like a big movie um but, you know, I'm going to stick with my list as I, you know, from my gut uh, initially put it together. And I had put Dark Knight at eight uh, kind of chunked together Ooh. with all the rest of the Nolans. Uh, my opinion last week when we made this list and, you know, my opinion could change at any given time. And I felt that I needed to stick with the one that I uh, put together last week, <laughs> even if I might have revised it this week. Uh, but my feeling was that the Nolan Batmans kind of got worse with each iteration that like the first Batman Begins was the tightest like storyline wise and felt the most like a complete and you know full movie Um, and then they kind of got more and more unwieldy um, as the franchise went on. I mean it definitely felt like they just added an extra villain. I even remember the marketing for the movie was interesting where it was almost like they didn't actually tease really anything. Mm -hmm. I mean Harvey Dent was obviously in it but People didn't know Two Face was in it until I remember right before the movie came out, and they released an official image of like the you know the CGI burned half face, um, what's his face, and that seemed very much like a spoiler. And I remember thinking like, why would they do that? Because yeah, right. I remember like, that the very movie seemed clearly, to be marketed, yeah. in my opinion, like really well already. Yeah, like it had the posters for it were like great. I remember like the it's imagery for the marketing yeah. was like really solid. And when they put that yeah. out, I was like that seems like an unnecessary move. Yeah. I remember that, Robbie. It, the day it happened, I was like, what? Because yeah, 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 I yeah. think at the point, we mostly assumed that, oh, they're going to do Two Face in the next one. In they're the just next one. Introducing that, Harvey. They're, they're Dent setting now. it up for this. I kind of feel like it was a weird thing where. You know, obviously Heath Ledger died and they didn't know that that was going to happen. But the, the way the movie kind of telegraphs is like, okay. Two-Face is taken care of. Joker will be back to fight another day. And obviously, that's not the way things worked out. Uh, But that's like, if you're listening to what the movie is trying to tell you, like, that's kind of what the movie sets up. 
I, I think that the movie has some of the greatest, like, I don't know, Batman moments is the right word, but just Batman universe yeah, I know, moments. Yeah, exa- I know exactly what <laughs> you mean, Robbie. You know, like the Joker interrogation scene. That's like perfect. That's straight from sure. the comics. Yeah, the, I, I really, really love the way that the Joker is introduced. I'm not so much of like, I'm not thrilled at the whole bank heist setup. I like it, but I like his first, like when he appears on screen and he just like, he just says, uh, yeah. whatever doesn't kill you makes you stranger or something. I don't even remember what his exact words were. I love that introduction <laughs> from him. I love his first introducing himself to the mobsters is like my, that's probably my favorite scene in the whole movie oh that's real the, good the part that mm-hmm. i think actually suffers the most in this movie is there's very weird pacing issues that kind of honestly go through almost all of nolan's movies to some degree and i mean the chase scene between batman and the joker toward the middle of the movie is is great it might be one of nolan's like best tightest action set pieces um, even though the story yes. behind it is kind of convoluted, like Harvey Dent's pretending to be the Batman, <laughs> and then Gary Oldman's or Commissioner Gordon pretended to oh, die, God. but he didn't really die. Like that whole thing is very odd, right. and it it kind of brings down the movie just story wise. But yes, uh, there's just some great moments. Probably my least favorite moment though is the introduction of Batman on screen in this movie, where he grabs the guy's gun. Like the first time you see Batman on screen in the Dark Knight. He grabs the dude's gun and does like that hydraulic robot power Batman move where he like bends the guy's gun barrel. <laughs> and I, I hate, that. for some reason, I hate that. <laughs> like it, it irritates the crap out of me. I like that he's chasing Scarecrow, but some of those initial Batman moments are weird. There's some cool stuff in that action scene, like where he slams on the top of the car. But I mean, and the Batman suit in this movie kind of sucks to me, but I really like everything else about it. I think the score in this movie, the scary kind of, uneasy feeling sort of like almost like weird violin out of tune sound is is a big improvement from batman yeah. begins so yeah it's great it's a great score it's a really really uh top notch score but yeah there there's always been things about it that bothered me like like you said me too the middle part of the plotting of commissioner gordon's dead but no he's just lying to his <laughs> wife and yeah. you know the harvey did stuff like stuff no, none of it worked none of it works and the stuff with rachel who has been recast with someone who looks completely like maggie gyllenhaal and um What's her name? Uh, Tom Cruise is old. Katie. Uh, Katie what's it? Katie Holmes. Holmes. Katie Holmes. Yeah. Could not lock. Could not look more different. You could have yeah. just written that character out of the movie since you're just killing her in it anyway. It just man, a lot. The yeah, romance a lot of didn't work. Like yeah, there's a lot of baffling like script decisions in this movie, and I feel like people a lot of the times like there's so much that works about the look and about some individual scenes and stuff like that that people kind of like give a pass to a lot of the you know it just feels like there's a lot of like patches in this movie you know what i mean like a lot of stuff like where they're like well we didn't quite get that worked out but let's shoot and fuck it we'll figure it out and it'll be fine no one will that makes me wonder uh, i don't know if which one you guys brought it up but it does make me wonder if there is some kind of if i can give this movie like a little bit of a pass because Heath ledger died like there are some very weird sure editing choices like the scene where they're they siege the wayne apartment they jump out the window and then it just cuts to a completely new scene, like where the Joker's still in the apartment. I remember just that just doesn't even make sense from a filmmaking point of view. So I almost wonder if just Ledger was dead by then and they didn't even have a chance to like 
film the next scene or you know the next shots of him or whatever is supposed to happen there um just because so it just doesn't make any sense like even when i watch it now i'm just like this scene is so like jarring for me um yeah i don't know anything i don't know that much about the behind the scenes of it but i do get like I, I do think in the general sense that, like, the plotting of this movie was designed to have, like, another big showdown, you know, with the Joker in mm-hmm. the next movie. You know what I mean? Uh, and, and obviously that uh, uh, isn't what ended up happening. I mean, he's great. He is great in this, and he was a great actor in general, you know. Um, but, but yeah, that uh, I think that that, you know, kind of messed with what the plot of this movie was. And, Robbie, where did you have this at? I think I actually, you know, it's it's funny. I, I ranked it at four, even though when I'm thinking about, I actually tried watching it last night. So like, my opinion fell of it a little bit, and I think it's mostly because of the pa- pacing issues. It's the other flaws yes. I can get over, but it's the pacing. I lose interest in the movie. My attention definitely like drifts at various points in the movie to a degree that's like right. too like much. I'm just like, if it wasn't yeah. for that, I think I would probably rank it higher. I don't know if I would still say it's a four, maybe a five, but yeah, four is what I ranked it. It, it kind of reminds me weirdly of Spider-Man three uh. in a weird way. Like it kind of reminds yeah. me of uh, in the sense that like Raimi, like you feel like he was forced mm-hmm. to throw venom in there. You know what I mean? And so the movie itself kind of feels a little less like a movie and more just like, oh, here's all these moments we had to cram in and it's coming in at the length of of what a movie yeah, yeah, is yeah. um see i don't yeah, I, I, I don't want to let nolan off the hook for that <laughs> i think it was very like the, like because what is like the theme of this movie if not the it's all about like two-face like the like the since the sure, protagonist of this movie is like to is like harvey dent for some reason and whether batman believes in him or not and whether and batman's supposed to be retiring because uh oh god all right so christopher <laughs> nolan's like p- politics in this are just very very strange but ba- we're supposed to think batman is bad because he's a vigilante who breaks the law right and so yeah. the solution to this is like a good district attorney like harvey did so this movie is basically yes. like it's like law and order mm-hmm. right it's like we need a jack mccoy to save us like they're not like batman isn't the real superhero district attorneys are the real superheroes (laughs) Um, and that's kind of like where this and that's like the whole movie so i don't think the two-faced stuff is like maybe is added in excisable i mean i i i agree that it's not added in it just does feel superfluous and probably would have been better would have been better as like making him the villain in a subsequent movie yeah also by the way you know, um, Joker looks so cool. Like the makeup on Joker works really well. Like you know, Heath Ledger really works as Joker. And then we get to Two Face, who looks goofy as shit. He looks it like sucks. a goofy little cartoon yeah. character. Like it sucks <laughs> actually. Just, oh my god! Like like the the uh, I think the honestly the Tommy Lee Jones one was better. It was more fun, it, and it stayed. It looked real at least. It looked like it, it wasn't like, like makeup. You know what I mean? Jello. It looked like it was actually physically there on his face, not this weird like three D goop on his face or something. Yeah, that I I was just remembering one of my favorite scenes in the movie actually is probably the first time Harvey Dent and Bruce Wayne meet. And it has sort of this weird that I like, like kind of almost like gay subtext energy to it where it's like 
Bruce Wayne's like Russian girlfriend like hates Batman, but she doesn't know Bruce Wayne's Batman. She's arguing with uh, Harvey Dent, and Harvey Dent's like a Batman fan, but he doesn't realize Bruce Wayne's Batman. And and Bruce Wayne just kind of yes. sitting there like smiling, like grinning. Like I like mm-hmm. <laughs> I like the vibe of that scene. And I, I I wish they built up Harvey Dent as a character more in that department because I think you're right. If they left him for the third movie to become Two Face, it would have worked. I don't know about the design, but it, at the very least, they could have at least built yeah. him up as being like, yeah, he's got this mental illness that he's hiding and he's trying to rein it, rein it in or whatever. And then he just snapped. But the way the movie portrays it, it's like he just snaps way too easily and snaps in a Quickly, way, a way yeah. that just yeah. doesn't make sense. Like, why would he team up with the Joker so quickly after the Joker just like killed Bert, like blew up his girlfriend? It just the, the whole thing is yeah. just funny. But um, yeah, anyways. <laughs> I mean, it's also like, you know, and this is slightly in a good way. You're like, they were trying to make the movies just be like not so sequel dependent. You know, it was like kind of pre-Marvel. So there wasn't so much like we're going to set up this character to be this character in a future movie. But this is a time when it actually would have worked to just have Harvey Dent be like a good guy for the entire movie. uh, And then wait until the next one to have him uh, reveal as uh, Two-Face. Yeah, it's the Two-Face plot that really like you know, that that takes this down a notch in my regard, because I, I think like a lot of times when people think about the Dark Knight, they think about all the great moments and there really are a lot of great moments. But there's also a lot of other stuff in the movie. And, you know? and I do want to mention the Two-Face story when done well is great. Mm-hmm. Um, Batman oh, sure. Annual 1990, uh, Batman Annual number 14 amazing two-faced story which was loosely adapted to a batman the animated series episode about the- like what you hear want to hear the full episode or check out hundreds of bonus episodes as well as our public episodes ad free just head to patreon.com struggle session or sesh.plus or struggle session.substack.com Like what you hear? Want to hear more? Check us out at patreon.com slash struggle session or sesh.plus or struggle session.substack.com for all our public episodes, commercial free, as well as hundreds of bonus episodes. Thank you to all our listeners for holding us down five years strong.